Hi, welcome to A Cup of Tea and Hypnotherapy. I'm Megs Foster from margaretfoster.com.au and I'm sitting with Tegan Davidson from The Being Chapter. And we're two hypnotherapists that are just sitting here having a chat about what hypnotherapy is to us and our practices and also how it works for our clients. We love talking about all things hypnotherapy and we certainly are glad that you are joining us here today. So we're back and this is podcast number seven and today's topic is all around releasing emotions. It's something that I've learned a lot about in the past, just this past year I think. Mags has taught me an incredible amount um, and it's become something I think fundamental to both my day-to-day existing and also how I view the world. Mags and I have just been talking about the new moon, which was yesterday for those in Australia. Um, And so Mags, I might just throw over to you because um, I'd love to get your thoughts on that new moon and why that might be interesting to start today's podcast with that. Well, I look at the facts that you can't have change without movement. And this new moon is so big and so powerful in... Releasing the old, what no longer works for you, which is no longer um, helping you to attain what it is that you want to be doing. And this new moon is so vibrant and so available for us to be able to be very clear and very specific on what it exactly is that we want. Mm. Whether you do that with a vision board, whether you do that in meditation, whether you do that um, just in, in thought and clarity, whatever it might be, mm. now is the time to be very clear and yeah. very specific. And do you think people are getting those, if people are open to the universe and, and if, if people are experiencing, you know, I suppose an awakening to their soul, they may be getting those messages anyhow, be it they might be, it, it may not be pretty. No. They might be feeling completely frustrated with a certain um, way of life or and they may be sort of saying to themselves, I can't do this any longer, I won't live like this any longer. I suppose now is the time to take those messages calmly mm-hmm. and say, okay, so what is the message in this frustration or this in this physical feedback? Um, well, it's really important to know that with... There is no change without discomfort. Nobody who is in a comfortable place and time in their life is going to be looking for change. Mm. And so now people are absolutely feeling that exact energy, that they're waiting for a change, they can feel a change, that they can feel the energy Mm. of Mother Earth or of Gaia or whatever it is that Mm. you want to, to associate with. You can feel the actual tangible energy of change. Now, it's not about beating yourself up and feeling, you know, this has been such a hard struggle and, you know, I've not done this or I've not done that or whatever it might be. Shorts, yeah. It's about just looking at how do I feel? Where is my peace? And if you don't have that feeling of peace and you don't have that sense of well-being, Mm. then what do I need to do to change that? Yes. And it's so not about blame. I it's love not about action. that. I love that. So it's okay to feel how you feel. Absolutely. 
We all. I mean, we, and that's one of the things that we're not taught yeah. as children. You know, you fall over and it's like, oh, you'll be right. Get yes, up. I'm told at the playgrounds, if you don't look at them, mm, they won't them, know they to won't. cry. Yeah. I, think, I think to myself, imagine if I was walking down the street, I stacked it mm-hmm. and everyone around me ignored me. I don't know how many times I've done that. I did that. <laughs> You've been falling over. I did that. Oh, I've, I've had two operations on my knees because I used to give out all the time. Oh, man. I was in Paris and, and I am not religious by any stretch of the imagination. Spiritual, absolutely. But when I went to Europe a couple of years ago on my Eat, Pray, Love tour, I guess I'd call it, I was attracted to every single church in Europe. I could not go past the church without going in and lighting a candle. And I'm thinking, really? Why am I doing this? Mm. Anyway, there was one particular church in a city called Rennes. And I went into this church. It was a big Gothic church. And it had like a 10, 12-foot door. And then inside of that was a little door. It was probably about five feet, maybe mm. six feet tall. But I, when I opened it, I didn't realise that there was actually a lip that you had to stand oh, over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After I just walked in there, in my mind, I'm saying, God, this one's shit house. It's, you know, it's dark, it's miserable, it's dark. <laughs> there's this beautiful, <laughs> this beautiful, <laughs> huge uh, no, gothic window up there that I'm looking at. It's black, it's dark, it's miserable. I'm thinking, oh, God, why? Why am I coming into this place? This is gross you know <laughs> it was winter and it was about to snow and it was the last rays of sun in the day and I'm just feeling like oh this is crap dead set I'm not oh, I don't know what to do walk in there as I walk in I fall over that <laughs> lip splat into the into the entry of this massive church of a gothic church Gosh, and I dude. jump up like a meerkat looking around going, did anybody see me? Like, I don't want anybody to know because I'm not supposed to. And I could hardly walk. I was oh, limping. No. Hit the pavers because it was all mm. cobblestone pavers sort of stuff in there, slate pavers, whatever they were. And I'm sitting there and all I could think at that time was exactly that. Nobody must know that I'm feeling yeah. A, embarrassed, B, in pain or anything yeah. else. And I felt like I had no right to feel the feelings that I wanted to feel. And I really wanted just to slide into the corner, yeah. lift my knees up and cry and go, oh my God, that And it would have hurt. been a safe place to do so. <laughs> exactly. You were in a dark... Dark, miserable place. And I'm thinking... Dank oh. church. But as I get up, I say to myself, you're yeah, right, thanks God, that was not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt like, you know, call my church miserable and, and horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, I go into this church... And I walk down um, the aisle and go down to the um, altar at the front and, and I light my candle and I'm still sort of thinking, well, you know, I'm not feeling great about being in here. I feel miserable that I've hurt myself. I feel miserable that the church is miserable. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and then I turned around and went to walk back up to leave mm. after lighting this candle. <laughs> and the big round gothic window that I saw when I walked in mm. that was black the last shafts of light were Mm. shining through that and oh my lord it lit up like the most glorious colorful mosaic ever Mm. and it dropped me to my knees again but this time because I was actually being shown how to feel yeah how to feel in public and how to feel um, a true emotion and as Mm. I was sort of on the ground there and sort of kneeling on the ground 
the tears were streaming down my face. Mm. And this lovely lady from another nationality, I'm not sure what, she did not speak English and I did not speak hers anyway. She came over to me to obviously ask me if I was okay mm. and help me to sit up on one of the chairs. And I just pointed up to this window and she just absolutely... The tears oh, started no. on her and she called her family over, her husband and the two kids, and they sat beside me. Mm. And all of us were just in tears. Wow. And in that moment, <laughs> I could feel my heart actually shattering. Yeah. And all of the, 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 the glass and everything that was making me feel like I had to be mm. something mm. outside of me. I just felt it leave. Yeah. I felt it just yeah. crumbling and, and floating, you know, just yeah. moving away. And in that moment, I thought to myself, I've just had an amazing experience where mm. God has taught me it is okay to feel. Yes. And without feeling and acknowledging our feelings, whether they are good, whether they mm. are sad, whether they, whatever they are, it is irrelevant. Feel them. Yes. Embrace them. And then decide if that's where you want to be. Yeah. And if yeah. it's not where you want to be, then ask yourself, what do yeah. we need to do to change and, or to move beyond this? And we can't do that without that feeling of miserable, of, oh. of ugly, of and not That's just, the, I mean, it's the most perfect story. You know, the universe has provided you with the most perfect analogy because oh. you started with such vulnerability. You, and you couldn't have gotten there without that vulnerability. Yeah. And, and we do know that, that the importance of vulnerability in Brene Brown's work in particular is mm -hmm. really, really clicking with people. Absolutely. Um, and it's because we innately know how true it is, but it's something that we've not been able to talk or discuss or sink our teeth in before. No. And so I think firstly... We are taught, we're born mm -hmm. knowing very much how to release. Oh, very, absolutely. very much we know how to release. And straight away for some people we're taught to shut down that release. So as parents, um, you're taught that a cry is a need. Mm. And so you, you go through hungry, tired, wet, um, and I think maybe it's then just... And it's acceptable. Acceptable. Up until a certain point. Yes. Once you start to walk and you start to yes. learn to talk, then it's no longer yeah. acceptable. But we're still not down. happy. We're still not... We, we, as soon as there's tears in babies, we mm -hmm. need to solve them. Exactly. Hungry, tired, you, you know, maybe there's got to just be a so, reason. It can't be yes, that. Yes, and the parent has to fix it. Exactly. Or otherwise, you're not fulfilling their needs, and if we're not fulfilling their needs, but. But then it also comes into judgment because if you've got a crying baby, whether it's at home or whether it's out in the streets or shops mm. or whatever you are in fear of judgment of what oh, people yes, are going well, to be yeah. thinking when they're looking yeah. at you going... Why isn't that mother or father making their baby happy? Exactly. Why so aren't they making them comfortable? Exactly. And, you know, I think that's something that we're learning a lot about, particularly um, dominant white societies, is, gosh, do we love to be comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we don't like to be uncomfortable in any form. No. Or, no. Um, and Sadly. I think that we're learning, you know, I've, I've learnt to... I've learned very much that tears are healing mm -hmm. and I, I hope that I've 
pass that message along to my children. I say to them all the time, tears are healing. My son still doesn't, isn't wanting to cry a lot. Um, he will sometimes cry and be really sad over, you know, the, the feel of a t-shirt or the colour of a bowl. Mm-hmm. And I will say, you know, just cry, you're, you're upset. And it's okay to cry. And he will, through tears, say, Mummy, how do I stop crying? Well, you don't have to. You can just keep crying until it's those feelings are out of your body. But he doesn't necessarily want to. And I do acknowledge that as, a, as my first child, I did jump to his tears. Mm-hmm. And that was something that he has taught me, that there's no need to always jump to tears. Um, we're taught, you know, there's a complex thing around cried out method. Um, that's, you know, that has a certain um, stigma. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't ever leave my children alone to cry. Although I must admit now, uh, Alf is three, I'm starting to say to him, I'm sitting with you and I'm, I'm here if you need anything. But mm-hmm. after a while in certain situations, I'll say, you're still so upset about those shoes I'm going to leave you to be upset and frustrated about those shoes by yourself. I'm going to be out here. Because I think it's appropriate for a three-year-old to learn to be upset solo. I wouldn't want to introduce it too early. But I think what I'm aiming for my children is that they don't have to unlearn something about tears. Because currently, as I parent them, I am unlearning beliefs around tears. And then... I'm at a point where I need to relearn how to release emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's a skill that wow. I think we were born with. And then lost. And then lost. And now we're trying to, I'm trying to practice that every day. But it feels as though I've got, I suppose in regards to tears, I have deep howling sobs. I've got, and then I've got the... Um, Uh, what do you call it, the lump in my throat. It seems as though I've lost the ability to have the middle, (laughs) anywhere in the middle. Um, And that's what I'm trying to teach myself at the moment and practice. So when I get that lump in my throat, I'm trying to maybe even use external stimuli, be it sad TV shows, sad Mm -hmm. songs, sad books. Giving you a, a reason to be able to cry to release? Like I've got the reason. I've lost that practical skill. So it's like like I'm using them as training wheels. And I'm hoping that in a few months I can lose the training wheels and that natural ability to use tears as a healing Mm -hmm. part of my life will be back and in full swing. And I won't need a jackhammer to get the tears that I can just naturally... And that's what it felt like when I had that moment of sitting or those moments of sitting on that seat and feeling, it felt like I was having a jackhammer. Jackhammer, yeah. That was releasing all of the expectations, all of the judgments, all of the guilts Mm. around experiencing what I was feeling and Mm. being okay with that. Mm. And given at that time, I was, what, 54? Mm. I had had many opportunities to learn to shut down that ability to feel. Yes. And I think with tears, 
it's an incredible form of physical release, absolutely. But the interesting component of that is that in that physical release, we actually get to, to emotionally heal. Yeah. And when we don't allow ourselves to have that, emo that physical release, we're also not allowing ourselves to have that emotional healing. Yes. And, and that's the saddest part of all for me, um, and especially the way that I do hypnotherapy. For me, it's about the release. Yes. It's not about keeping a, a component in there. It's no, not about no. a, a scale of, you know, how have I moved or what have I done. For me, in the way that I work, it's about releasing. A full and complete release. You need, we all need as human beings to be able to feel and to release what we feel because that's mm. why we come here. We could yes. have gone to any part, any galaxy, yes. any any dimension mm. but we didn't we came here because yes. this is the only place that we truly get to experience and you know what not only here on, on on earth but we came here in a place with running water uh-huh which also sets us up for a certain amount of growth mm -hmm. because we forget that we are in a <laughs> that not everyone around this globe has what we have no um so I think that's something else that I often sort of think about, you know, when I'm running certain stories, such as this is hard, mm -hmm. um, running a business, I, you know, raising two kids, this is hard. Um, it's also hard not to have kids. It's, it's also hard not to have a job. That's right. It's also hard to not have a house. So, so what does hard actually mean? What does hard where's that actually story? Look? Yes. What, what is that story? Like? Because that's a block. And blocks of beliefs. So I have a belief that I need to... And look, I'm, I'm pretty much there. Um, I celebrate. I, I absolutely celebrate my privileges. Um, and try and, I suppose, have those privileges and enhance the community around me because of them. Um, sure. my, my big one especially is, is leaving um, my sons with more positive beliefs around what they're capable of. But um, I completely understand what you're saying about that full and complete release. And when we know we're on... When we know that we're sitting in discomfort, if we can start to realise that and go, okay, almost like, yes discomforts here yes this is fantastic because I'm hurting and it's frustrating and I'm butting heads with someone or I'm butting heads with I'm in discomfort fantastic I know that growth is on its way if we can start to reframe things along that sort of narrative that's when we can learn releasing techniques so I think we perhaps wrap up here with the message that you can sit in discomfort knowing that you're about to experience growth and change um, and tune in, I suppose, next week for your method um, that you have found success in. Um, I know that I've found success in it when, as you've t taught me. Um, but did you want to add anything else there? 
I would just say that when you are in that moment of discomfort and you are aware enough to realise mm. that this is your own emotional discomfort mm. and whatever has happened external to you mm. is just an opportunity for you to realise that I am in discomfort. Mm. What is it that I want yeah. emotionally? Yeah. Come and out of the story and into yourself. And when you are able to do that and you're able to sit in yourself and say, I'm feeling discomfort here. I'm not peaceful. What do I want to be mm. peaceful mm. and to release this discomfort? And I think... That's what we can talk about. I can actually show you how to do that yes. in the next session. I so it's that. okay to be there when you acknowledge it and you can understand that that's what it is. Then let's talk next time about how to release it. Yeah. Okay, I'm really excited. Me too. Love it. <laughs> it is my joy. It is my passion. It is, it is who I am now. It's, well, it's not even who I am. It's what I do, absolutely. Mm. But it is my, it's, it's the ticket that I need yeah, and it's, it's I think what the universe is 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 asking you to. It's my show part. It's others, what I, have I think. To do. Yeah. yeah, it's what I do. And tonight I'm actually doing a talk at uh, up in Toowoomba at Mana Atua, which is a community of um, of um, indigenous people that all come together, and they also allow other people to come into it, and it's all about learning and healing and and love and that's my talk tonight is showing people yeah, okay. how to connect and release with their own emotional needs and wants yeah. and not fear them yeah so we'll talk to you next week so mags yeah. where can people find you true i am at margaret foster um I am Margaret at <laughs> Hang on, let me come back to Earth. Can I also just mention laughing as a release? It's a huge because I, and at yourself yeah. is the biggest gift of all. Because Good. I got I was noticeably lighter after hearing you say <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, tripping oh. up that lip. Noticeably lighter. Oh my gosh, exactly. And you know, being a school teacher in in my previous career and um I'm still doing relief teaching, if a student gets into a giggle loop, I'm like, you ride this one out. <laughs> you enjoy it. it because that's a release. As long as someone's not presenting <laughs> like I'm not laughing at someone. At someone. But if you're in a giggle loop, you enjoy the lightness oh. that comes with that. The joy See it through. It you can't stop a giggle loop anymore. No. So and you ask me this question every week and every week I still get it wrong. <laughs> but this time it's Margaret at MargaretFoster.com. And I am Tegan from The Being Chapter, and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook um, at The Being Chapter. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. week. Yeah.